knowing yourself well enough and having those tools to hand so that when comparison becomes problematic, when it becomes really unresourceful, you can do something about it. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chadbourne, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chadbourne. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community, and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. No matter how well things are going, I often find myself comparing myself and my successes with other people. I'm proud of how far I've come, but that high feeling is so quickly gone when I start comparing myself to other people. It makes me wonder why I find things so much harder to do or why it's taken me so much longer to achieve. Maybe it's just ugly jealousy, but do you have any wise words about not comparing yourself to other people? So the first thing that I want to say is this, well done on being normal, well done on being unashamedly human, congratulations, let's all just round of applause, is absolutely, totally and utterly normal to compare yourself to other people. It's fundamental to your survival to look at other people and want to mimic what they are doing. As children, we wouldn't learn to walk, we wouldn't learn to eat with a knife and fork or with a pair of chopsticks we wouldn't learn to wear clothes we wouldn't learn how to use computers we wouldn't learn how to speak we wouldn't learn all of the things that we learn in such a short space of time in those formative years and then beyond right because we're always learning we're always students of our own existence we are aiming on this spiritual path to only and ever be a student we never want to hit the level of teacher we never want to begin to think that we know it all we never want to feel like we have arrived we are always in the space of unlearning so that we can relearn disproving our belief systems disproving what it is that we have believed to be true in the past so that we can learn the next thing that is going to take us further and further and further to our truth further and further and further to love So, you know, we are always students, we're always learning, but especially in those formative years, my goodness, the amount that we learn. You know, so many of my gorgeous friends have babies now, and I have the honor and the privilege to spend a lot of time with those small little beings. And it is phenomenal to me how quickly they grow and how quickly they learn. And like, you can see them learning, like literally as you are waving your car keys in front of them or whatever, like you can see the progression, it's so phenomenal. And that only happens because they are trying to mimic the grown-ups around them or their older siblings or the kids in daycare. And it's it's such a normal part of the human existence and, and it's what makes us wonderful. I mean, well, the whole animal kingdom do it really, but you know, us human beings mimic all sorts of stuff. We don't just mimic how to walk or how to dress. We also mimic how to behave, what to say, what to think, what to feel. And I think that's the missing piece that we don't talk about enough is that, you know, how you feel, you are teaching your child to feel that as well. And I'm not saying that to freak you out, but, you know, we are all products of our environment. And so it's really important that we go down the path of self-awareness, that we go through those spiritual journeys, that we do take full responsibility for our personal development because, how we are as human beings is how our children will be. 
it's why when we talk in spiritual development, we talk quite a lot about generational trauma. You know, my self-worth issues were my mother's self-worth issues, which were my grandmother's self-worth issues, which were my great-grandmother's self-worth issues. You know, it gets handed down generation by generation by generation. And so one of the wonderful things about doing the work of the hub or whatever spiritual or personal development program you choose to interact with, and, and, and that might be lots of different tools. You know, the hub isn't just about mindset, but it's also about yoga and it's also about breath work and it's also about mindfulness and it's also about sharing and it's also about community you know like I have loads of different tools that I use and lots of communities that I hold dear to me that help me through my personal and spiritual development but what we talk about a lot is this idea of like I'm not just doing this for me I'm breaking the cycle I'm healing past trauma and I'm ensuring that it doesn't get handed down to the next generation like you have such power to heal past trauma and future trauma before it even happens so you know we are products of our environment and it is normal to compare ourselves it's how our society functions there's a healthy shame that is involved in it as well you know without healthy shame people would run red lights without healthy shame people would undress when they're too hot in the middle of the street you know these aren't you know, these are human constructs which we have decided, which we have created and which we all abide by. Whether or not we do that consciously is kind of irrelevant. You know, our entire legal system is built on shame. <laughs> you know, shame on you for going to jail, shame on you for, for stealing from that person. These are human constructs. You don't see apes or chimps swinging through the trees and, you know, one chimp steals the banana from another chimp's hand. You don't see that chimp get sent to jail, do you? It's just, that's just the way it is. So our human construct has created a lot of systems and frameworks that we all exist under, whether we do it consciously or not consciously. So comparison is one of those frameworks. Comparison is one of the frameworks that we have in our consciousness because we are so highly consciously evolved we look at another person and we go your hair is longer than mine now we take that reference point we take that difference we take that human and so our soul doesn't understand difference our soul doesn't understand your hair is longer than mine it's just that's not what your soul is about your soul is one energy is one collective being and my bit of my current soul that resides in me is no actually no real different to your soul we come from the same energetic source right this is the theory this is my current working hypothesis so roll with it for now so your soul and my soul come from this one central source this one universal power this one universal force multiversal even and so my soul doesn't understand oh you've got long hair and I've got short hair it doesn't it's my humanness that sees the difference it's my humanness that goes you are different to me now, I take that difference, I take that construct, and I apply it to the framework that I have been conditioned into believing, which is women with long hair are more beautiful. Women with long hair are, are more successful in relationships. Women with long hair are more valued in society, right? So now I'm like, well, hang on a minute. I've got the short hair, you've got the long hair, and your long hair makes you a better person than me. Now, that is not the truth. Because universal truth is that we are one and therefore our differences are irrelevant. They're a non-entity. It's my human construct that picks up on that. Would you like daily text messages of support, positivity and love sent personally from me straight to your phone? Then sign up for Wake Up With Them. It's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed. The first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes. 
morning. You're awesome. And that human construct is dependent on the social conditioning that I have been brought up with. Because I could have been brought up in a society, or society could have chosen along the way, that actually women with short hair are prettier. Women with short hair are more worthy of love. And women with long hair are less attractive. But that's not the society I live in. Right? Now, I'm using a very benign, kind of clunky analogy, but you can translate that out, that formula out to anything. Taller women are more attractive. Women with bigger boobs are more attractive. If you've got more money, you are more worthy. If you are more successful to find success in your career, then you are a better, more functioning member of this society. Now, we can even see, here's the beautiful thing, right? With our conscious mind, we can even see that these truths aren't real. If it was true that if you have more money and that if you have more success and that if you have more fame and that if you have more societal beauty, the, con- the construct of what society believes to be beautiful, if you have all those things, that you are more worthy as a member of our society and therefore you are safer and therefore you will feel more loved and therefore you will have a better quality of existence. If that was true, why would pop stars be topping themselves? or having drug overdoses, or turning to alcohol to manage their emotions. We can see that it's not true. And yet we still, because we exist in this illusion of truth, we still like take it on like it is our truth. And we still exist through that lens of truth. So when I look at myself in the mirror, and I see all my flaws, and I see my slightly big nose, and I wonder why I don't have long, luscious hair, and I'm like, oh, one eye's a bit more squinty than the other eye. When I look in the mirror and I critique myself against a blueprint of non-truth that that society has put in front of me and gone, please believe this. And I've gone, okay, I'll, I'll believe that because everyone else believes it. And then I critique myself on it. Of course, I feel like fucking shit. Of course, I tell myself I'm not good enough. Of course, my, I tell myself I'm not worthy. Of course, I look at myself and I go, I am not as good as that person. And this isn't just done on site. It's done on absolutely everything. It's done on the car I drive. It's done on the dress that I wear. It's done on the business success that I have. It's done on the amount that I've achieved. It's done on the tonality of my voice. It's done on absolutely everything. I compare myself to everybody all the time. Whether I have conscious awareness of it or not is a different matter. Unconsciously, because of my social conditioning, which is born so deep into my now pretty fixed neurology it's all everything is changeable right neuroplasticity teaches us that any belief system can be changed any habit of thinking can be changed and thank god because it's a lot of what I teach and it's a lot of how I have created what I've created and and how I have you know gone down my spiritual path is by really challenging myself on the belief systems and the constructs that I operate under so that I can be in a more limitless experience with my soul instead of a really constricted and contained experience with my human self so you know, these things are all all true and all changeable, but a lot of the time it's unconscious to me. A lot of the time I don't I don't really bring much conscious awareness to it. So that's what I have to say about well that's why I wanted to say well done for being normal and well done for being human and well done for being unashamedly human because you know we are all the oh, I was gonna use the word victims then. We are all the products of the society in which we live in and you know, because of the way that we are wired or the way that we are built through our DNA and through our physical human experience, you know, we need these comparisons. We need these frameworks. We need to be malleable and adaptable to our social surroundings in order to survive. 
it becomes problematic when, because we are such conscious creatures, when we begin to take that comparison and we use it as a way to distinguish better or worse, which again is a human construct. Our soul does not even understand that as a concept. Our soul's like, what do you mean better or worse? It just is. You know, that planet has four moons, that planet has seven. That planet has 29 rings, that doesn't have any. They're all just planets. They're not better or worse. It's only in the human construct that we decide to use that metric in order to judge ourselves and other people against it. So hurrah, human. But then what do we do about it? Like, it's all very well and good going on that little rant, Emily, but what do we do about it? Because it can be very debilitating. It really feeds into our fear of failure, our fear of rejection, our fear of not being good enough, our fear of not being loved. And it's very easy for us to collect evidence to support these fears and to support these stories and to support these beliefs. And then when we believe our stories to the point that they become sort of identity in us, right? I, instead of being like, okay, I have a story here that, you know, I failed because I didn't get that marketing campaign out on time or because my ex-boyfriend dumped me or because my mum said something mean to me. I'm making it feel like I'm not good enough. I'm making it feel... I'm being rejected or I am a bit of a failure and then I'm going to tell myself that story and I'm going to gather evidence to reinforce that story through comparing myself to other people scrolling through Instagram on a daily basis until I actually believe that to be truth. When I believe something to be truth, I now sit in the vibrational frequency of that truth. So I start to attract the people, circumstances, opportunities and experiences which absolutely show evidence more and more and more of that, of that truth. So now I'm in a feedback loop with myself, right? Now not only that, not only am I in the vibrational frequency of my belief, but I begin acting on that belief. I begin manifesting that belief in my reality through my action and through my vibrational frequency. So now I've just got all this concrete evidence that I am a failure, that I'm not good enough, that I'm always being rejected. We need to break that cycle because none of it's fucking true. It is an illusion that we are existing under and it is stopping us from taking chances, taking risks, opening ourselves up to be really truly vulnerable in our intimate relationships. It's moving us away from the connection that we actually really desire because our soul only ever wants connection because our soul understands connection because it is one, your soul, my soul, universal soul it's all one energy and so we are constantly in the craving of that oneness and of that belonging but in our human experience what we're doing is we're manifesting through this belief system which is now created through our paradigm or reinforced rather through our paradigm so now we are creating all of this evidence of our non-oneness of our disconnectedness of our difference and that makes us feel like shit So it's really important that we begin to challenge some of these belief systems and that starts with the story. Start listening to what you are saying to yourself, either through like literally, and this will be different for everybody because we're all as, our humanness is all as unique as little snowflakes. So my lovely little snowflakes, start listening. Some of you will literally have voices in your head that go, you're a worthless piece of shit. Look at Barbara, she's happier than you, right? Some of you will do that in vision. Some of you will be walking along and you'll just see all of the differences and you'll be like, there's Sharon looking better than me because I'm a worthless piece of shit, right? And some of you will really feel it. Some of you will just be like, oh my God, I'm walking through life and I've just walked past my friend Sarah and now I feel like crap because she's better than me. 
And some of you will have all three of those going on at the same time. So we tend to lean towards a more visual, more auditory or more kinesthetics or more feeling based way of interacting with the world. Different for everybody. No one is right. No one is wrong. It's impossible to be either of those things. Let's, let's put down that paradigm of polarity for a moment and just allow to be what is being. So it's like being a detective of your own life. You need to get really self-aware. And this is why meditation is so crucial to your life. Because if you don't give yourself the space to sit in the seat of self-awareness, you're not going to hear those voices. You're not going to see those experiences. You're not going to feel those emotions that are telling you, hang on a minute, you are in a state of comparison right now. Why are you in that state of comparison right now? How is you being in that state of comparison manifesting in your actual experience? How are you contributing to the manifestation of your comparison by believing the story of comparison? And then you go even further, you dig even deeper, you get even more curious and all done through the lens of compassion. None of this is done through the lens of judgment because we're not here to be up on ourselves. We're here to connect with ourselves. We're here to learn about ourselves. We're here to be curious about ourselves. We're here to love ourselves. So we get really, really curious. Okay, so what fear is coming up here for me? I'm scared that I'll be rejected. I'm scared I'm not going to be enough. I'm scared I'm not going to be loved. I'm scared I'm going to be alone. Okay, where did that fear come from? Who taught me that? What experience, what person, what moment in my time taught me that that is something that is A, possible or B, likely? And like, is it even true? And we go through all of the strategies and all of the journal prompts and all of the tools and the frameworks that I teach in the hub. And we go through and we begin to unpack all of those internal narratives that are keeping us sitting in the state of comparison in a really unresourceful way. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews, and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! Now, here's the thing. The more self-aware you get... And the more you go down this route and the more you learn these tools and you have them to hand and you know what works for you and you know what works best for you and you understand your own triggers and you understand your triggers in certain contexts, the more that you get to know yourself, right, that doesn't mean that you're never going to compare yourself to other people again. It's impossible not to as a human being. But what it does mean, or maybe Dalai Lama, oh, going to retract that statement. Yeah, okay, so maybe there are some people who have dedicated their lives to living in a cave, shave their heads, wear beautiful orange robes, have no worldly possessions, like rock on. That's never going to be me. I like the stuff. I am a product of my environment. I'm a cons- I am a product of the consumerist, capitalist, materialistic world into which I was born. Okay, so I'm always going to compare myself to other people. Now, I'm okay with the fact that I'm going to compare myself to other people, but I now have the tools and the strategies so that when that becomes unresourceful, when I'm using comparison as a way just to beat up on myself, as, as my belief systems and my fears are using the cracks of comparison to come through and like, me, 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 and stop me from being my, my truest self, stop me from trying my hardest, stop me from putting my message out there. Well, she does it better than me, so where's the point? When that becomes apparent that that's happening, I have the tools and the strategies to be able to go, no. Like, I'm not putting up with this. This is an illusion. This is not the truth. I refuse to sit in this scale of comparison in, the, in this metric. It's not healthy for me. It's not good for me. It's not helping the people I'm here to help. 
But I have those tools and I have those strategies to hand and I teach them in the hub. So knowing yourself well enough and having those tools to hand so that when comparison becomes problematic, when it becomes really unresourceful, you can do something about it. And I do just want to sort of finish with just a few random thoughts that have been popping into my head as I've been talking. And then I'll jump into the questions. One of them is, and this was actually a a member of the hub, and my God, I learn as much from the community in the hub as they learn from the content in the hub. I swear to God, there are some really wise, sage, deeply connected, beautifully grounded, funny, intelligent, gorgeous women. It's such a sisterhood of like united souls. It's so beautiful, the community of the hub. And someone recently said that when she feels like she, or she has something like on a post-it note that's written by her laptop, she's just left the corporate life to go and start out on her own. And that's been a huge thing that she's been working through in the hub and she's finally done it. She's set herself free and she's worked through all the beliefs and all the fear and all the judgment work and all the what if work. And she's, you know, she's found that bravery in her heart and she's doing her thing. And it's so wonderful to watch. And we're behind her every single step of the way. She's got such support. There's such camaraderie. And she was saying the other day on one of the live events, because I I go live every single week in the hub. And so she was saying that she has a post-it note on her laptop that says, if somebody else has done it before you, that means that you can do it too. Now, I'm paraphrasing that. So I don't know if those were the actual words that she used. But basically, the essence of it is, you know, you can look at somebody else who is in the same field of work as you or a mother like you or or has some comparison to you, right? And you can look at the way that she's doing it or you can look at the success that she has amassed or that you can look at the, you know, love that she has in her world, whatever it is. And you can either look at that and be like, well, she's got that, so I now can't, right? Which is a real scarcity way of thinking about life. If you've got something, I can't have it. Or if you've got something and I don't have it, it's because I'm not good enough. Or you can look at it through the lens of infinity, which is where your soul resides, which is, well, if you can do that, then I can do that too. If it's possible for you, it must be possible for me. And so like allow women or, and I'm talking specifically to women here, but you know, I'm sure there are some men that tune in. Hello, all four of you. But you know, allow the people around you to inspire you to greatness and not keep you trapped in mundane. And I think that's been such a crucial reframe for me of just like whenever I see especially in the coaching world my god you know I've been doing this for god six seven years now and there are some coaches who started out like last year and they're already making a million dollars or you know they've been around or they started out the same time as me and they're like celebrating multiple million dollar years and I'm like that is so far away from where I am and for a long time that made me feel less than as a coach less important less valuable less good at what I do and and then I was like hang on a minute that is not what I stand for my truth is that you go at your own time you go at your own pace where you are is perfect the lessons that you're learning are perfect I will always be balancing my financial income with my time wealth and the experience that I have and you know, I'm, I'm moving through stuff in my own way and in my own manner. And, and my journey is unique to me and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it doesn't need to be compared to anyone else's. But my God, thank you for showing me that it is possible that I can have a multiple million dollar income. Thank you for paving that way for me. Thank you for challenging me to challenge my own beliefs, which are keeping me trapped in my six figure income, multiple six figure income, but it's still a six figure income. 
And I'm so grateful for it. And I'm so proud that I have created it. It's amazing to me that I have created this financial wealth for myself. Absolutely mind-blowing. But thank you for demonstrating to me that more is possible. And when I feel like, oh, is it possible? That gives me a gateway, if you like. It's like opening the trapdoor to all of the shitty belief systems and the unresourceful thought patterns that I have that are keeping me from manifesting that. So anything in this life can be used any way that you choose. Like choose to use it as a starting point for you to get to know your better self. Use every given opportunity to find out more about yourself because that is where the gold lies. That is where your uniqueness comes across. That is where you can't compare yourself to any other person. And it is in that sense of self, it is in that understanding of belonging, it is in the symbiotic relationship that you have with the universe around you, it is in that sense of faith and trust, and that is what the spiritual journey is all about. It's cultivating the internal resources of faith and trust so that you can handle whatever happens in life, so that you know that you are in a state of belonging, so that you know that you are connected, so that you know that no matter how many differences you see between you and the people around you, underneath it all we are all the same and we are all okay like go on that journey and that doesn't mean you're never going to compare yourself to another human being again because on that journey you are going to continue to be human but it will mean that the contrast is less acute so I trust that has helped gonna jump into the questions okay I used to use comparison for evil instead of good. Yes, what a beautiful way to phrase it. And I felt so unworthy. Now if I'm feeling comparison, I check if it's something superficial or something I really value. Yes, if it's something aligned with what I want, I use it as inspiration and not I'm better or worse than. Yeah, brilliantly, beautifully said and very well articulated. Thank you for that contribution. Why reinvent the wheel? Yes, that's so true. When you look at other people, you go, wow, you're doing it that way. That's wonderful. Is that the way that I would like to try? Should I try doing it that way? And I think quite often we will find ourselves, and this is where judgment is a really beautiful tool, and we don't talk about judgment in a particularly great light a lot of the time either. But, you know, judgment is a phenomenal tool for your self-awareness and for your spiritual development. You know, when we judge another person, that is saying something about our own stuff that we can use to continue to learn and grow and do better, be better, create better, right? We look at, you know, well, that person over there or look at her with her three kids and her washboard stomach and her successful career and we begin to feel judgment. We begin to feel resentment. We begin to go, well, she is the reason that I can't succeed, right? Her flat stomach is the reason that I'm not succeeding in business. Her nanny is the reason that she has more time than me and we begin to, you know, throw out, and kind of like add to the pile of differences, right? We, we create the, a bigger void in, in you and I. And, and so again, like listen to your judgments because that will tell you something about yourself that you might need to work on, that you might need to heal, that you might need to close the gap on, that you might, a belief system or a truth that you're currently holding to your heart that might just be an illusion that you could put down. Because believe me, the narrative of it's easier for you because is the reason that you are stuck where you are. A hundred percent. While you are busy going, it's easier for you because you got more opportunity than me. You're prettier than me. You're smarter than me. You're X, Y, or Z than me. That excuse is keeping you looping in your current level of results. 
Yes, comparison used to keep me stuck and frozen from taking any action, but now I use it as evidence that the things that I want are possible and it motivates me to move forward. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, yeah, so the hubster who wrote the post-it note is online with me and she's giving me the actual words. She is proof it can be done. Learn from her. What a beautiful, beautiful mantra. She is proof that it can be done. Learn from her. Yeah, beautifully, beautifully said. Yes, I don't want to do it like someone else. I want to be myself. Yes, absolutely. Gold insights coming through. Yes, thank you. I'm so pleased you're all enjoying this content. And look, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. There's this thing called the Oprah effect. And Oprah Winfrey talks about it. And she says that every single interview that she's ever done with anybody, including Barack Obama, you know, including some of the spiritual greats, at the end of every single interview, they lean in towards her and they say, was that okay? And, you know, she talks about it as, you know, everyone, it doesn't matter how successful you are, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it doesn't matter how much power you have, it doesn't matter, you know, all of these human constructs that we use to create frameworks and metrics and pigeonholes and assumptions about each other, it all goes to shit because ultimately, at our very core, all of us are looking for connection, all of us are looking for belonging, all of us are seeking that reassurance that we are loved and that we are enough and that we belong. So just remember, while you are busy comparing yourself to somebody else, somebody else is busy comparing themselves to you. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it on your socials. And please tag me, Unashamedly Emily. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth. So let your mates know all about this podcast. If you're interested in joining my global coaching community, the Unashamedly Human Hub, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.